G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, a great breakthrough for First Peoples, Aboriginal communities in the Northern Territory's Arnhem Land. It's taken over 70 years, but there is finally a full New Testament for the Gunwingu-speaking peoples of West Arnhem Land. Earlier this month, about 150 people gathered to celebrate the dedication of the New Testament. Eternity newspaper described it well. People drove through the majestic Kakadu National Park, through stretches of red dirt, and braved the notorious crocodile-infested Kales Crossing to get to the other side of the East Alligator River into Arnhem Land and Gunbalanya, also known as Owen Pelly. Well, the Anglican Bishop of the Northern Territory, Greg Anderson, was there for the celebration and he is joining us on the line. Hello, Greg Anderson. Welcome along. Thank you very much, Neil. Great to be talking with you. Greg, you were there at the celebration. Was it worth the effort to go through all of the challenging ways to get into uh, to meet the people at Gunbalanya? <laughs> Good question. Um it's not as hard to get there as it sounds, Neil. So uh, it's mostly sealed road. There's just about uh, 15 or 20 kilometres of unsealed road between the Yashalagad River and the community of Gumbalanya. And I have to admit that I didn't see a single crocodile um, crossing over the one or two centimetres of water of the East Alligator River crossing at Carl's Crossing. So not such a big deal. But the occasion itself for the dedication of the New Testament it was a great um, time to be there, a great time to be with the Gumbanya people, um, celebrating having God's Word in the New Testament all together in one place, in one book. Greg, what was the reaction of the people and, no doubt, the church leaders to having the New Testament finally, after all these years, in their hot little hands? Yeah, um, Neil, I just want to say it's not... It's not the first time that they've had any of the New Testament. So they had a mini Bible from the early 90s, uh, which, has, which they've been using, which has Luke, John, Acts, um, and Ephesians. And they've had uh, Bible readings from the New Testament uh, in church for many years, not just from those books, but they've been translated specially um, to match the Sunday readings. But... What's really special is that it's all been brought together in one book now. People can have in their own hands the whole New Testament, plus Genesis and Exodus and Ruth. And you asked how they're feeling about it. So many of the church leaders have been involved as translators in this project for, uh, for many years. And they were actually very moved, very, very touched um, with tears to hold this volume in their hands. It was, it was very special for them. Now, the number of people in this particular people group is not huge. Uh, as not I understand huge. it... No, no Aboriginal language groups are huge. Um, a very big... Uh, so, people will know, I hope, that there are many Aboriginal languages 
spoken in the Northern Territory. Um, at least 20 are still spoken very strongly, and another 30 are spoken by smaller numbers of people. But Aboriginal languages are still very strong, and so in this community of Gumbalanya, um all of the Aboriginal people uh, speak Gumbalanya, some might speak another language as well. So they're speaking English as their second or third or fourth language. Um, their, their own mother tongue, most of them, the language of their dreams and their thinking and their daily interaction is Gumbalanya. So to have to have God's word in their language is very, very special. And that's that's why it's so deeply encouraging for them. And as you say, this has been a process that started really 70 years ago. And then by 1992, they finally had that mini Bible, uh, just a couple of the Gospels, Acts and Ephesians, along with Genesis, Exodus and Ruth from the Old Testament. And so now 30 years later again, uh, they've got the full 27 books of the New Testament. And that is going to open up a whole lot of new dimensions, new frontiers of understanding, no doubt, when you can read the scriptures in your own language. That's right. And the Reverend Lois Nudgemedic, who's our Anglican minister out there, um, she was one of the translators even before the mini-Bible came out. So she's been teaching God's Word faithfully in that community um, for a number of years. And she really wants people in her community to know what the Bible is saying. And of course, you've got a community there, as I understand it, where there's a very strong heritage. And as you describe uh, the leader, Lois, and all of those years of her own involvement, uh, but there is a strong heritage there. There is. So CMS, uh, Church Mission Society, and Anglican Mission Agency um, took over what had been uh, a cattle station there. Um, they took over in 1925, and it became Owen Pelly Mission. Uh, Owen Pelly is a white fellow corruption of the Aboriginal name Gunbalanya. And uh, so it began really as an industrial mission, and it went through its own history uh, in line with the history of uh, other uh, Aboriginal missions across Australia. Um, and then in the era of self-determination from the 70s, um, most of the missionaries uh, who, were, who were doing jobs like being uh, builders and mechanics and gardeners left. And the concentration then was on um, Bible translation and... Uh, support and encouragement and training for church leaders. So, yeah, the history of uh, Gumbalanya as uh, having a church, having a Christian community, um, is coming up to its only seven years short of its uh, centenary. And, of course, now still lots more work to do because when you go on this process uh, to a mini-Bible and now the New Testament, no doubt there is a passion within the community to have the whole Bible. And uh, I imagine that there are new books that are going to be translated in the near future that will come from the Old Testament. Well, because uh, because the Bible readings for Sunday services have been translated um, for the last, uh, quite quite a few years. There's already a stock there. Uh, it's not the whole of any Old Testament book, but there are many psalms translated. 
um, many parts of the narrative books of the Old Testament, many parts of the prophets' books of the New Testament. So it's not as though, uh, and Genesis and Exodus and Ruth are there now uh, with the New Testament in this nearly published volume. So, uh, you know, work has already well and truly begun along those lines. Um, it's a matter of uh, continuing to energise that process and, uh, and I think Lois and others have a vision to keep going with that work. There are many other concerns that the church has. You may know that there's only one Aboriginal language in Australia that has the whole Bible, that's Creole, which is a hybrid language, hybrid between English and Aboriginal vernaculars. We're getting close to having the Pitindata Old Testament in Central Australia, but still a long way to go if, uh, if Aboriginal people who aren't from English-speaking backgrounds um, are to have the whole of God's Word written in their heart language. These days, Bible translators are often having their work made a little easier because of some modern computerized technologies. Uh, but when you're in a community like those uh, in that Gunwingu language, there's obviously the need for learning the language and the culture before you can really do an effective translation. Well, translation is done by teams. So um, the Gunwingu speakers of Gunbalanya know their language, they don't have to learn language. Uh, it's white fella or, or non-Indigenous uh, outsiders who need to learn the language to be part of the team. And those team members would bring, bring their own skills in Hebrew and Greek exegesis and knowledge of the English versions and um, theological training. So people work as a team, bringing together different skills from their own backgrounds um, so that the product that they come up with is the Bible. Greg, how do you reflect on the need, and this will be the same in many Aboriginal communities, and there are some good, strong Christian foundations in Aboriginal communities throughout Arnhem Land, but this idea of the baton passing on to the next generation and uh, the mm. next generation becoming passionate about the things of God and about the Bible and about mm. uh, completing the full translation, what sort of expectancy mm. is there in the community there at uh, Gunbalanya? to to see uh, next generation come through and complete the work? Well, Lois is very keen for younger people to be engaged with the good news of Jesus, and uh, that's not easy. It's no easier in Bologna than it is in Darwin or Adelaide or Brisbane or Perth or Alice Springs or Toowoomba or anywhere. It's You know, we all have the same order of difficulty in uh, trying to reach out beyond the Christian box into the society around us. And there are particular challenges in Gubalanya as there are different challenges in other parts of Australia. And uh, you hardly need to be a bishop to know that numerically we need to uh, have uh, more concentration, more effort if we're to reach younger Australians from any part of Australia with the good news of Jesus. Um, that same challenge is present, uh, and Lois is committed to younger people hearing the good news of Jesus. It is the good news of Jesus that liberates people, regardless of their social circumstances or any other circumstances. And it's my hope that having the New Testament in Gumungu in one volume 
will really spur that effort on. Well, Greg, just wonderful getting your insights. And no doubt there'll be people listening to our conversation in different states and territories around Australia that will be cheering on uh, all of those who are part of the church there in Gunbalanya. And uh, I hope you can get a chance to pass on uh, the greetings from people, uh, certainly here at Vision, and reflecting what so many people will be doing in reflecting uh, their prayer uh, for uh, the Gunbalanya people. And uh, such a day of celebration for the Gunwingu-speaking peoples of West Arnhem Land. And, uh, Greg, just before I let you go... Uh, is there a way that people who are listening to our conversation today can connect with what's happening with Bible translation, whether it's the one we've just celebrated or there will be, no doubt be other projects that are happening? Uh, how's the best way for people to support? Well, there's a number of ways that people can do that. So up here, um, the Australian Society of Indigenous Languages uh, in other parts of the world known as SIL, from the Institute of Linguistics, um, they're associated with Chris Bible Translators. They are doing translation work up here. Um, the Bible Society of Australia is involved in, uh, in doing work up here. Uh, the Uniting Church and the Anglican Church up here are involved in Bible translation. So I think if people got onto the internet and connected with uh, the Uniting Church Northern Synod or the Anglican Diocese of the Northern Territory or OSIL, Australian Society for Indigenous Languages or um, Bible Society of Australia, they would find ways to pray and help in other ways. Uh, good insight there and uh, I'll point people to SIL or Wycliffe, the Bible Society, the Uniting Church and the Anglican Church to make some connection to support the wonderful work that's going on in Bible translation in Northern Australia. Anglican Bishop for the Northern Territory, Greg Anderson, thanks so much for taking some time to share these thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.